Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. All right, well, here we are back in the studio. Some of us are a few pounds than, than others after we ate a lot of... A few pounds what? A few pounds heavier than others. Nope. The Not Tim. You went to the gym, right? Yes. Yes. You know oh. what? It's the best thing. <laughs> Three yeah. times a week for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. And with all the uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, pumpkin pie. Mm. <laughs> oh, my. <stuff. laughs> well... Here we are, and uh, we're we are closing out the year. I mean, is this crazy? We're in the final month of the year, and um, a couple of weeks ago we had Mark Weisenberger on here, and we told you that we were going to be talking about the masterminds mm-hmm. and the power of the mastermind and our mastermind groups and the development and all that's been happening for what do we say the last couple of years, hun? Yeah, I believe it was in we. Well, we've always had the idea of. Uh, personal development and mastermind meetings. Um, and it's just, it's definitely grown over the last couple of years. And I believe it was right around two years ago that we made a, a very definitive shift in the direction and intention of the mastermind groups. And in fact, I believe it was then that we changed the name to the MMM or Mastering the Mindset. Got it. Yeah. So we got, that's obviously a thing. Forgive my non-introduction. That's my wife, Melina, here. And, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> we've got Oscar and, and Tim here with us as well because they they um, ultimately head up a lot of the mastermind groups and been actively involved in them. And I think the purpose of this podcast is really to talk about, you know, what are the MMMs, like really set the expectations for what they are because there's there's a lot of confusion around the club as to, you know, should I participate in them? What are they? Well, I went to one and I don't know and – there's just all this like kind of ambiguous talk about what they are, and and um, if we go back before the MMMs, I think they were they were born under the idea that you know in the in the past I had done some personal mentoring with students and taking them through like you know a 12 week process and like breaking down you know mindsets and challenges and different things, and um, when we had looked forward, you know, several years later in the club, most of the people that had plugged in and gone through some of those mastermind groups with me or mentorship with me, they were still club members. Yep. And, and having success. And and having success. And so <clears throat> we wanted to, while I can't do that all the time, I can't do it year round with a group of people. It's just not possible. This was kind of morphed in your idea of like what could it look like to not only have the, the monthly meetings where we train people and all that good stuff, but then break down the club in smaller areas in the local areas where there are real estate investors, you know, um, actively participating and while this has these mastermind groups have nothing to do with real estate they have everything to do with real estate right right so maybe you guys can um share and and we really want to make sure that every person inside of our inside of our club um both new and old and Mm -hmm. coming ones like this is a this is a podcast that's really going to live forever where we want people to really listen to this and take to heart why you know, this is a very important part of your business. And if you're missing it, quite frankly, you know, I just don't know why you call yourself in business. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, well, I think probably the best way to start it is, you know, I remember it's like I said, it's morphed um, as the years have gone by. And Tim and I have always been really probably the most committed, I think, in the beginning um, to the creation and the 
evolution of the mastermind meetings. And so as time, and one of the things, you know, like you said, they're all over the place in different local, you know, local areas. So we try to go into, you know, each person's backyard. So the main office is in Riverside. So everybody comes to Riverside for the trainings and things like that. But we wanted to be able to connect with people in their, in their own backyard. So um, started with, uh, we started in San Diego, I guess technically in North County, <laughs> Because, you know, San Diegans, it's not the same. But anyway, uh, and then Orange County and then L.A. County. And so we have, we have continued to do that. And over the, over the years, as Tim and I, we would usually be traveling together to go to the different areas. The conversations would come up between the two of us where we would discuss, you know, what are the expectations and what's working and what isn't working. And about two years ago is when we changed the... Um, title, the name of it, to Mastering the Mindset from the Mastermind Meeting. And so I remember uh, (laughs) Tim was driving and I was sitting in the passenger seat and we were talking and I actually um, wrote down in my notes um, some agreements for uh, MMM participants. And instead of calling them rules, because nobody wants to live by rules, um, (laughs) well, maybe that's just me, Uh, but, you know, we created um, agreements so that each person, as they come in, would be in agreement of what was going to take place during these mastermind meetings. So the first one was that it's not real estate training. Um, we really don't. It's not. It's not an, um, a time to come together and discuss real estate training. We have real estate trainings that are scheduled and prepared for and and delivered um, to the entire club as a whole. So um, it's designed to grow our interpersonal communication and mindset. Uh, mindset. So the idea. It was funny when we were sitting down talking about what is the intention um, or the. Um, the, the hope or the purpose of the mastermind, we actually said, should we create a, a mission statement? And then we started laughing. Remember right. we said, Oh, well the mission statement is actually the club mission statement, which is, you know, we want to empower um, people to live out their core purpose. Right. That's all this is. And this is just a part of that. This is, this is one of the, the biggest tools for people to be able to create and live into what their core purpose is. Right. So during our three-day training, right, I always start Sunday morning with this conversation. And in essence, we've agreed that the mastering the mindset is a continuation, right, of that conversation. Yeah, I agree. Right. So, and, and it's, and again, it's morphed. We, we had a book that we would follow. Um, and the book was the laws of success by Napoleon Hill. And, you know, I know that that is one of the most powerful books. The principles in it are so powerful and so true and so timeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. Uh, because I mean, the book was written in the early twenties by Napoleon Hill. Right. And those principles still remain completely relevant today. While the language maybe changes a little bit, sure, <laughs> right? Because of the Urban Dictionary, but because um, <laughs> now we have an Urban Dictionary, which we didn't have before. Um, but ultimately, all of the concepts are absolutely timeless and perfect. Perfect, and so we had always used that as our guideline to the mastering the mindset conversation. And I think at this point, we are that's starting to shift a little bit. We're still going to use those same principles but whether or not we're going to use every chapter in the book is um kind of up for grabs right. so it's still going to be a guideline would you guys agree with that yep, a guideline yep. yeah the idea was it, it was never designed to be a book club no because I've, I've heard people say oh this is like it's like a book club we're not you're not reading a book to go through 
line by line, chapter by chapter in the book and talk about, you know, author insights and <laughs> these different types of things. It's more, um, more along the lines of, of what are the principles that I can take from this and apply to my own life and in my own business. Exactly. Correct? That right. was and, exactly. And the idea would be, because we have students join at different times, mm-hmm. if it takes you an entire year to get through a book, yeah. they can pick up the book at any point right. and be part of the conversation. Exactly. So yeah, that right there is, is invaluable. Right, because if, if if we ever morph into a book where we're going to actually go through a book, I can just hear plenty of students saying, "Well, I'll have to catch the next book because you know you guys are in the middle of the book and I can't play catch up." Right, and that's right? not the intention. And so that's a that's a myth that's out there for a lot of people. <laughs> right, you know. So I right. think that's really important. I think it was brilliant to come up with that book, and each chapter sits alone, and I don't have to go back and play catch up. And if I join the club on Thursday and we have a mastermind on Saturday. You know, I can be there. That's exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly right. And you don't even need to necessarily read the book, right? The book is simply a talking point. It is a subject um, or a principle that is relevant to everybody's life and business. That's what it's all about. Okay. So I'll finish the, um, so the first, the first agreement was that it's not real estate investing, um, but it is um, created to inspire and encourage um, all of us to live out our core purpose. Um, the second thing is that it's a safe place to share. <laughs> that people are allowed to share anything, um, whatever they are experiencing or feeling. Um, but it has to be your own personal experience. So it's not a place for gossip or anything like that. Um, but everybody agrees that there's no judgment or, you know, for the opinions of anybody else. Um, and anything that is said there stays there. Hmm. So, and that's a very important piece. Uh, and I believe that we've done a really good job at living that out. The third thing is that, um, this is my own, uh, this is definitely my words, but it's number three is transparency is the crux of personal growth. We cannot grow if we do not share. So the idea is not to uh, hear, you know, the same three people speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is to have every single person share. Uh, it doesn't mean that every person must share, right? Because I don't sure. want people to feel like, oh, I, I can't, you know, I'm going to, they're going to call me out and I have to talk about where I'm at. Sure. That isn't really the point. The point is, is that, you know, people who share are the people who grow. Right. So, and there is a facilitator that will, um, and it's cool because a facilitator is always one of uh, a club member. It's a current student. So it's pure facilitation. Mm. So it gives the opportunity for current club members to step into a leadership role. It's one of the first um, steps in becoming a leader is facilitating these MMMs. And part of that is to um, keep control on the crowd. And I think we do a good job of that. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I, not, not to interrupt you, I just mm-hmm. remember a couple weeks ago, Oscar, you were talking about the book you were reading. And um, mm-hmm. there was there was three three things that took place. There was commitment, right? Commitment, yep. Observe. Mm-hmm. Observe, yep. And then prepare. Prepare. So one of the things I have noticed on the outside looking in Right, is very few people commit to these masterminds. Absolutely, like they just kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, I'm not doing anything that night, so <laughs> it's not a big deal. So they don't have the opportunity to do exactly that: commit, observe, because there are also people that if I if I come, I feel like I have to say something, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, you have two ears and one mouth, so why not just listen? And you have the opportunity to listen to people that are doing what it is you want to do. I mean, the fact that, Tim, have you missed a mastermind meeting yet? Uh, I think I might have missed one or two. One or two ever. Otherwise, yeah, only because I've been on vacation at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, he's there, you know, and, like, that's a really big deal. You know, he's – it's a priority. Is there ever times when you don't want to go? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're at 7 o'clock at night, and you're coming from Riverside. you got to drive out to L.A. or down to San Diego or Orange County, and you've had a whole day. You got up at 5 o'clock in the morning doing what you're doing. Gone to the gym? <laughs> well, that's probably not true, but um, <laughs> maybe once in a while in there. Couldn't even keep a straight face. <laughs> this is what accountability looks like, people. Yeah. Tim committed to going to the gym, so we are holding him accountable. So um, with that, you the commitment, you know, it's, 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 it's what I say I'm doing, right? Even after the feelings have long since passed. Absolutely. And I do it anyways. Yep. Right. And so I think that's a really big miss for a lot. At least I hear that. I hear people make so many excuses as to what it looks like to commit. But if they just commit and observe, like, well, I didn't do the chapter or I don't even have anything to add or I'm not good enough for this. Or, I'm not good. Like everybody started out that way. Yep. You know, everybody forgets Tim couldn't talk to a microphone in a room full of his friends and family at one point. That's right. You know, exactly right. Here he is on stage writing curriculum, teaching other people, you know, sitting in a podcast capable of, you know, not only can can he talk, but he can handle us making fun of him. And, you know, he can be the brunt of jokes for weeks. And um, it's massive growth. It really has. And we take it for granted. We, we forget. I agree. You know, it's funny that you say that because I don't know that you know this, but, um, I, I started with the agreements and I read the, the first three, there's actually five agreements. Number four, um, well, I'll go to number five first because number five is actually, these meetings are crucial to your business. They should be on your calendar ahead of time and you should schedule the rest of your activities around it. It's not, not something to attend because you have nothing better to do. Commit to attending. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because that's absolutely number five on the agreement. Yeah. Yeah. When we handle the schedule a quarter in advance, those are the things that need to be the the non-negotiables. You know, unless unless somebody's getting married, graduated from high school, or you're having a baby. Sure. You know, or, or you're sick, you right. know, and you can't right. make it. Right. Those things happen. But all the other excuses are, are just that. And then when you show up, you got to show up and be present. <laughs> that's number four. You know, I don't know how many times I've watched, like, so I don't I don't participate in in the mastermind meetings. That's that's for you and for Tim and the other leaders to be able to do. And so, for purpose, our own purposes for me not to to run those meetings, if you will. But I get to watch a lot of the videos and a lot of the pictures I see. And there's always somebody in a mastermind meeting on their phone. There's always Bizarre. somebody doing something else. Yeah. How, how long do these mastermind meetings last? Ninety minutes, roughly. 90 minutes. Yep. So relative to your life, <laughs> you know, let's say you even had to drive there and drive home. Let's mm-hmm. say it's three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking? Every two to three weeks? Yep. So 15 times a year? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's life giving. Um, <laughs> it blows my mind. It yep. blows my mind. So that's actually number four. It says, um, stay present in the conversation. Stay off your phones and other devices. <laughs> it says, one conversation only at a time. Your mind cannot do two things at once. If you are um, reading something, you are not listening to the person sharing. Wow. You know what I used to do in, in my mentorship group is when they walked in the door, their phone had to go in a basket on off. Yeah, I know. Have you guys considered that? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I consider it all the time, you know. I mean, I, yeah. my time has value. And if, Absolutely. if nobody wants to stop and listen, then I have better things to do. So I'm in agreement. You know, you spend a lot of time, honey, preparing and going mm-hmm. to all these different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to up that game a little bit and say, if you can't do that, then 
leave. Don't bother. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, just, hmm. I think we just created a new agreement. I agree. You agree? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Totally. Yeah. I know that um, John Slater and Celine have, um, you know, they've since moved down down south, right? They went from Rancho down to um, uh, Menifee. Mm-hmm. And I know John came to us and said, I really want to take, you know, ownership of the San Diego group and running and making sure that I'm 100% committed to the masterminds and helping mm-hmm. to grow and facilitate people down there. And at the end of the day, that's that's what we're looking for. The that's guy right. comes and steps up and says, this is what I like to do. Do I have your blessing to do it? And then, um, you know, if he's going to take his time to do that and run down there, then I think it's just as valuable. And a guy who's closed, you know, multiple deals and got out of multiple jobs and here he is several years later. I, I don't know. Maybe it's time 2018 we, we implement maybe some new new standards inside these mastermind meetings. I completely agree. I, I think it's the most important thing. Uh, I, I, I feel like I don't, I don't believe that we can, um, get the urgency across more than anything. You know, if you think about a couple of weeks ago when we had Mark Weisenberger in here mm-hmm. and, you know, spotlighting him as a student mm-hmm. and he talked about, he gave such powerful nuggets about, um, on how to become a, a, a successful business owner and the things that he's done. And if, like, I could only get people to understand that, right, yeah. right, that that is the opportunity that you have. I, I get asked a lot about, so how do, we, how do I become a coach? How do I become a leader? Mm-hmm. You know, how do, how do I get into those positions that people have in the club? Because when I say positions, they're not paid. They're not employees. They're just people that have stepped up and said, this is what I want to be able to do. How do I do that? And, you know, I, I tell people, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you've got to show up. You've got to be the person that when others talk, they go, man, that guy's always here first and he's always leaving last. You know, when there's something to get done, gosh, he's right in the middle of getting it done. It's not like, oh, yeah, oh, that needed to be done. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. I'll get it next time. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know those people. Sure, right? absolutely. But they want to run a business. What they really want is they want the accolades of running the business. They want to be known as a leader, but they don't really want to put in the effort and the work yep. that it really takes. And of course they'd love the paydays. Of course. Yeah. You because know? that's what happens is that with, when, you know, when you become that leader, um, the opportunity for leverage is yeah. becomes like you, you can't even help it. It ah. just automatically happens. And leverage is how you create wealth inside of this business. And if only people could understand the opportunity that's available to them. So, you know, the idea of the student becoming the coach is really what created the club. And now we have offered that opportunity to other people for the student to become the coach. And then that student to become the coach. And what comes with that is responsibility, right? Because you then um, are accountable to other people. Uh, but most importantly, you have to be accountable to yourself and the success that you're looking to have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you, you've been doing this a few years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a few years. Everybody yes. hear that? Because I, I think one of the things, and I'll just, it'll be politically incorrect here for a minute, but I've heard people say, oh, I, I, I attended that once and that really wasn't for me or that wasn't what I expected or yeah. what have you. What, what would you say to those people? Mm, you don't want to know what I'd say to them. <laughs> I don't think it, you talk about politically correct. Ugh. You know, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. Well, I, I wouldn't, I personally, I wouldn't address those people, but I would address to everybody else that for me, the people that, um, 
really want to grow show up in that room. And when I'm in that room with the people that want to grow, they become like on my radar as somebody that I want to pour into more because I know that like they're committed. So I won't address the guy who says that wasn't for me because obviously you don't want to grow your business and that's fine by me. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going where you're going in your life and I don't have any, I don't have any idea where that is and it may not be for you, but for the people who want to have success with what we do inside the club, people who want to really grow a business. I think that those of you that um, show up and you know who you are, if you're listening to this, um, you're the ones who I really want to pour into because you are committed to your business and I can see it because you drive from LA to Oceanside and meet me there. Right. Right. Agreed. Me too. I I feel the exact same way. 100% people who actually show up and participate um, at some point, that relationship becomes, that's how relationships are built is by time, right? Sure. Relationships are created by spending time together. And what better uh, opportunity is there to get to know somebody than a mastering the mindset meeting? Because that's where we speak frankly, transparently, um, and authentically. Right. And, and we've kind of, it feels like we've kind of uh, drifted a little bit from exactly what is the MMM. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it all fits. So the, I think that where it hits me is that um, what, what you had just said is that the people that show up, they're the ones who um, really want to do the business, and I want to pour in. And I totally lost my train of thought. But um, <laughs> I think it, <laughs> I've totally lost my train of thought. Maybe, maybe um, so Oscar, you and I were speaking earlier about the idea of, because we've shifted um, in our initial three-day training, right, what we call our RPP, we've shifted Sunday morning to a conversation called Mastering the Mindset, and we've created a, um, I don't know, a template, if you will, mm-hmm. about how to start the conversation, and the conversation is never the same because it's always about whoever is in the room. And where we actually are. And we created a, um, a we call it the, the emotional wave, if you will, uh, that people experience in life, the, the life wave uh, and the emotions that go through it. Right? Right. So you were, we were talking earlier about that conversation yeah. continuing. So I think what I, so first of all, I've become re-engaged or more engaged, I don't know which way is right, with the MMMs. Mm-hmm. And what, was, what became clear to me is this last time that I shared, um, which I had never done before, uh, to the extent, on Sunday morning. morning. Mm -hmm. And what really kind of triggered for me is that I was kind of pissed off with myself (laughs) that I hadn't been participating, not so much because I wasn't showing up, right? Because anybody can just show up. But rather that I wasn't participating, and who am I to take away that experience Mm. from the people that are participating? Mm. Who am I to not show up for them Mm. to be able to pour into them based on my life experiences and where I've been? Because I'm positive that people are dealing with what I've dealt with in the past, and they don't know it because I'm not sharing it. Right. Right. So um, the other side of that became clear is that, man, I had this sense of relief once I shared. Yeah. Right, like it's oh, so I, it's, I can because I kept telling myself oh, it's behind me, it's behind, but it wasn't mm. until I left it behind that day. Mm. Right, so now it's like all right, clear road, move forward. 
That's so, amazing. It's it's so to me that's the big dynamic change. So it was, you know, we had a meeting about hey, what are we going to do with these masterminds in 2018? What's that look like? What are we? Gonna... And for me, it was really clear that the conversation that you start on Sunday mornings at that training needs to be carried forward through the MMMs, mm-hmm. so that um, people are clear now. Oh, that's what it is. Right. Right. There's no guessing game anymore. It's it's you know Dave's point. It's not a book club. No. It's never going to be a book club. No. It's about being fully engaged, being present, being focused, and everything we do and say in those meetings directly affects who you are as a person and who you are as a real estate investor. Amen. I think what Oscar Oscar hit on two things. Um, I think part of it is that we kind of go back and forth between calling it a mastermind uh-huh. and people have an idea of what a mastermind is. I mm. mean, typically a mastermind means there's four of us who are all running our business, who all uh, are successful in certain ways, pouring into each other and masterminding new ideas. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what a mastermind is. And that's not what this is. Um, this is mastering the mindset. This is more mastering exactly. the mindset. That's the reason why we shifted the name. Cause it was like mastermind doesn't, it, I think it confuses people. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is called the Master in the Mindset. And then one, one of the things that Oscar said was, you know, his um, finally sharing and allowing uh, people to understand where he's been, mm. um, it helps. It helps other people. It helps me to really understand Oscar. It helps me to realize that when I'm going through those things, that um, if he shares that he was there and how he got through it, it makes me feel not alone. Like, I'm not, there's something wrong with me because I'm struggling with this. And I think that it goes back to what you said about people asking, and I think Dave was mentioning it, people asking, how do I, how do I get, how do I become a leader inside the club? Mm -hmm. How do I become a leader? Mm -hmm. And the, the, for me, it's that the visual for me is that a leader has to have at least a clear vision of what it looks like moving forward for the people that are following And if nothing else, the leader can be on the other side of some valley and leading somebody through that valley because I've already been there. Yes. Um, And that, for me, is how the mastermind – I I like to show up in the mastermind in one of two places. Either I'm going to share where I'm at right now and say, hey, this is – I'm stuck. Somebody help me through this that I'm stuck Mm -hmm. in. Or I'm able to – when somebody else shares where they're stuck, I can share – um, where I experienced something very similar and how I was able to get through it and that you're not alone. Like everybody goes through this it's and normal. you can come through the other side and on the other side is a payday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, just to piggyback off that real quick. So, cause it's really hard to let go of saying mastermind. Right. right? Yeah. Did I just say it again? Yeah, a couple did. times, yeah. but, and, and it's not, a, not so much about that, but the other thing that we talked about was, is it mastering the mindset? Or is it mastering your, your mindset? mindset. <laughs> right. Right? Because it's not about, there is no such thing as the mindset, right? right? Because everybody's different. Everybody has their own things right. to deal with. But if we're able to master our own mindset and be able to create that clearance and move forward, different ballgame, mm. right? So I, I just have to ask this question. I, I just, I want to hear from, like, I'd like to, I just have this question I want to pose to each one of you. Um, and this is, well, whoever wants to share first, is it possible to lead when you're in the valley? 
Hmm. So that's that that right there. I know this. So this is if you want to get a taste of what the mastering the mindset is like. That's is actually it, the kind of question. So is it possible to lead while you're in the valley? Mm-hmm. I think it's it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to to be there. It's easy to show up and be in front of people, but you have to make a choice to be okay with where you're at and do the things that are required of you as a leader versus just being there and just floundering in the mud, if you will, right? Just not going anywhere, not doing anything. You kind of show up, you kind of, and I'm, this is from experience, right? You show up, but I refer to it as ghosting around, right? You're, you're kind of there, but mentally you're checked out. Uh, you go through the steps, you go through the different things. So from that perspective, I think it's difficult, but it is doable so long as you become self-aware mm. and able to work through it. Mm-hmm. Right? But you don't become self-aware until you're willing to work through it mm. and be open to share and have the dialogue and create those conversations with others so that, you know, like I said, I, it was relief for me to be able to share. Mm-hmm. Right? So, cool, I'm good now. Um, it doesn't mean that I wasn't moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's that I was... I would take three steps forward and five steps back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the way it worked. Mm-hmm. And so I continue to work, but... Do you think that you went, you did that three steps forward and five steps back? Do you think that you experienced those five steps backwards because you were maybe alone? Did you feel alone because you weren't necessarily sharing? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's... there's um. The, the average person isn't willing to share their personal life with whomever, right? Right, just, especially when you're in the freaking valley. Who wants to yeah. talk about it when you suck? Right. Like, and you and know? you're in the front. Yeah, and you're in the front. That sucks. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, um, yeah, in hindsight, I guess that's that's really it. It's, it's being able to reach out. And the interesting thing, right, is having filled leadership roles frequently, Yeah. I'm always telling them, hey, don't suffer in silence. Make sure you reach out. Ask for help. Uh, Everything you did. Except <laughs> when it became about me. And I was like, nah, I got this. I'm good. Right. Yes. Thanks for looking at me, but I'm good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and could you could you consider that, would you state that if you had been committed to going to the masterminds, the, the mastering the mindset meetings, maybe you would have, do you think you would have shared more? Because let's just be honest, you weren't committed during that time, right? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so had I participated more in the Mastering the Mindset meetings, would I have been more willing to share? Maybe not necessarily there, but do you think it would have it would have helped your mindset to get, you know, to, to where you needed to get to? I, I think so, and, yeah. and more so because... I, Sped up the awareness, you, you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, be, you become more like the people you're around, mm. right? <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. if, so if I decide to go in a shell... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm there by myself, or somebody else in the neighboring shell. Mm-hmm. We're not really talking to each other, mm-hmm. so life is good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm willing to step out mm-hmm. and listen, observe mm-hmm. at what other people are doing, because there's so much you can learn and take away from just being in the room and focused and, and aware, right? That will blow your mind to begin with, right? So, yeah, I think the answer is yes, absolutely. It, like Dave said, it would have sped up the process mm-hmm. so that it didn't last 18 or 24 months. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Tim? Uh, I'll answer kind of the same question. Um, 
which is can you lead while you're in the valley? And for me, I think the answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but however, you have to be a big, and you have to be a, a big leader mm-hmm. to do that. And the only way I can say that and kind of um, give you an idea of what I'm thinking is that I, like Oscar, um, when I'm going through a valley, I struggle with sharing it. But I have no problem telling other people that they need to share. Of course. And I've learned through, like, the MMMs that when somebody else shares that they're through the valley, it usually somebody will share that they're in a valley, and then maybe somebody like Melina will feed in. And I'm able to, like, I'm able to see in the other person what I can't see in myself. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's biblical, something about, you know, a speck in your eye, something like that. <laughs> but... um I'm able to see in other people what I can't see in myself, and I get stuck there. But mm-hmm. when I see the people that I am following sharing where they're at in their valley, it kind of gives me freedom, not freedom, it gives me an okay to be stuck where I'm, not to be stuck, but it gives me an okay to be um, in a valley. Sure. Because I, I put myself in a spot like, well, I'm a leader here, and I shouldn't be in a valley why am I like, what's wrong with me that I'm stuck here? Whatever that is. Sure. And if I stay inside myself, I'll stay there in something's wrong with me. But then a leader will share that they're in a valley. Somebody who I look up to shares that they're in a valley. And I'm like, well, they're not like, they're going through it too. And it's okay. And it's different, but you know what I mean? They're going through a valley and it's like, it's okay that I'm going through a valley. It just is that I'm going through a valley. It doesn't mean that I'm not a leader. It doesn't mean anything other than I'm going through a valley and I'm going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a leader to do that. So I look to be able to, um, I, I work constantly in the MMMs to look to myself from what valley am I going through and try my best to share that when I can become self-aware enough to realize that I am in the valley, I want to share it into that room so that people can see that, hey, you're going through shit. I'm go- you're going through stuff. I'm going through stuff. Sorry. <laughs> okay. you're, we're all going through stuff, all of us. And we will get through this, and together we can kind of make it through together. It's funny, I, and I appreciate both of your answers. Thank you, because I know I put you on the spot. All right. <laughs> but thanks, thanks to I, Oscar, I had enough time to uh, yeah. my answer. Uh, I know. <laughs> Oscar's like, I'm sweating now. But I think that one of the things, and it kind of made the point of the entire power of the MMM, and that is this. That is, we underestimate the progress uh, and the leaps and bounds we can grow by just simply sharing where we are. There is something unbelievably powerful about sharing authentically and honestly about the struggles that you have. Like literally it takes all the power out of the the battle when you can just say it out loud. And for whatever reason, you know, most of us are are living in a place of self-preservation. We want to look good or we don't want to be, you know, not look good. Uh, I don't know. We talk about is you know is it your need to look good or your need to be good enough? <laughs> it's one or the other, uh, but you know that nobody ever wants to actually do that. But it's so freeing. You actually said it. There's total freedom in it. Right. And that is the power of the MMMs, in my opinion, is that you have a safe place to be completely transparent to work through your caca. Yeah, that's awesome. One one of the other things is I'm not sure where I heard it, but I've I've 
kind of taken it on as a rea- as truth for me that the way that I show up in life, like I show up everywhere in life, like the way I show up in not doing my business shows up in not going to the gym, let's say. Um, so what I what I'm learning is that I might not. There are different areas of my life, personal relationships, love life, business, family relationships with my parents, things like that, that sometimes the relationship with my parents bleeds in, and I'm not looking over there because I'm trying to figure out why the heck is my business not working, Mm. but the way that I'm showing up in my, if I look to my relationship with my parents, I will see where I'm not showing up in my business. That's great. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's very insightful. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Well... So we have no more MMMs for the rest of this year. Right. Right. So we're dark this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the... I th- I'm sorry. Oscar was dark last month. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all dark this month. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the dark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we're dark the rest of this month. Well, I, I think the, the takeaway, anybody who's listening to this, I think, um, I think you need to make it a priority in mm-hmm. 2018 that you get the schedule and you mark down the MMMs that you're committed to um, being at. And I just wonder what people would look like if they would commit for, say, six months, mm-hmm. you know, to staying at the course and, and going to every single MMM during that six-month period of time. I can tell you it looked like this conversation around this table right now. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So with that, we will um, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys for facilitating. Thank you guys for being committed to the MMMs and always showing up there and helping people and being committed to their growth. And, um, it's just evident obviously in Tim and Oscar's business and your business, honey. And so with that, we'll call it out. Flipping out. Boswell's. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping off. All right. <laughs> Flipping lunch. Now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>